The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. What up, everyone? I hope everyone is doing amazing today. I'm excited to welcome you back to the Revamp Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Hepner, CEO and founder of Vamped, an influencer marketing agency based here in LA. And we've been around for seven years now, connecting talent to brands and creating original content for all social media platforms. On this episode, we talk with Val Sanders, co-founder of the luxury eyewear brand St. Owen, and we chat about the do's and the don'ts of manufacturing. Yes, that word is scary to me as well. We talk about even scarier words like tariffs, shipping, inventory, you name it. Also, we talk about how a woman-led brand has navigated around monopolies in a boys' club industry. I love how Val's take on starting a business is to focus on the messaging behind the brand before focusing on the product. And so I ask you, what is your brand message? Let us know in the comments below. And now enjoy the episode. On the show, Val Sanders, or do you want to be called Valerie? What do you like now? You know what? Everyone calls me Val. I w- it actually sounds a little weird when I hear the name Valerie. I'm like, who? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So Val is perfect. Okay. And I always loved that your name was like just Val because you're like, I'm very much a tomboy. So knowing that you were kind of like that, you were just like. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I think we were the same growing up. This yeah. Just like. All guy friends, like all just, and not that, and the irony is, is now I'm like all about like women supporting women, female female empowerment. But when I was a teenager, it was just like, I didn't want to deal with drama. I didn't have time for it. And so it was just, you know, doing my thing with the dudes. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just more chill about everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that even like comes back to, um, you know how you are and where where'd you find inspiration with St. Owen, your, your eyewear line? You know, all over the place. So I had, um, you know, I grew up at the music scene, so there's obviously roots there. And I think that comes across, first of all, travels and definitely like a musical framework yeah. in uh, everything we design for our sunglasses have that backdrop. Do you so, design everything? That's yeah. A, okay. My sister and I design everything. Wow. Um, yeah, we have our hand in like from ground up. So even like to from design to photo shoots um, to styling to everything, it's like we know we need to like let some control go. Oh, but you know, so when hard. It's, your, it's your baby, yeah. and you like have this vision, and and for better or for worse you feel like no one can quite execute it like you can so we're always like wearing more hats than we probably should be but it's also so fun like I mean that's like what why I do it is to be creative so um it's definitely yeah so we take inspo back to that we take inspo from uh a lot of, like growing up and just like the places we've been like places we've seen and just like what we want to wear 
Like that's yeah. always our greatest inspiration is just like, what do we want to wear? It has yeah. nothing to do with trends. Yeah. Like, and we, we also don't believe in seasonality because we think that's like very fast fashion and wasteful. Mm-hmm. So everything we design is meant to be modern, but also timeless. So I love we take that. that. So you can keep it forever. We call them forever i'm just gonna pet your puppy every <laughs> once in a while <laughs> forever what do you call them forever forever frames i love that so, we, we we build them uh to last you know with quality that actually will stand the test of time and something that you can always like go back to even if you take a break for a couple years and yeah. you're like oh damn this is i'm really feeling this frame again it'll last you wow know? That's that's amazing because a lot of brands aren't doing that right now. They're just trying, like you said, they're trying to go through um, the fast fashion mentality. Yeah, and it 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 is kind of a concern right now. Yeah, and there's a really quick gain there. So like, no doubt, if we had cycled Mm -hmm. through that business model, it would have been a lot easier road. Yeah, um, because you would have a lower lower price point. It'd be an easier sell. People, you know, are especially through e-commerce really more apt to click that buy button with a lower price point and you just get that that momentum um a lot easier yeah but for us it was never about that this was like about inspiration and creativity Mm -hmm. and and intimacy and bringing it back to like a small family-owned and and operated company like we there's a face behind the brand uh we're you know an intimate brand that wants to like connect with our our customers so we're just going against that mass production that licensed out bam 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 like just you don't know what you're really getting like even though you think you're buying a brand like the eyewear world is really interesting because it's all owned by like 80 percent of this one dominant company so um there are very few eyewear companies that are independently owned. Yeah. There are some wonderful ones, but they're they're just like few and far between. And so we wanted to create something that really like had a face. Like you knew who mm-hmm. was like designing and giving you this product mm-hmm. and move away from that like crazy margin. Like we're not we don't have crazy margins. Like yeah. what you pay is for quality like good yeah. quality yeah but you, like and so we uh we've been just pushing back on that business model of fast fashion and th- buy it quick then it's out of style and it's just it makes no sense because sure you might be pushing eco-friendly sustainable product but if it's just like something you wear for a month and then you're over it because it's not on trend anymore yeah it's like a, a weird oxymoron there yeah so we do eco-friendly acetate and we create something that will last hopefully something you want to wear in 10 years well that's that's really amazing because i feel like a lot of my even my mom's like staple pieces that she's had over the years yeah when i see them and i'm like this this is gold yeah you know oh yeah it always comes it always comes back around yeah there's not that many places you can go like like for instance you know, the, the pant, you know, bell bottoms to skinny. I mean, where else are you going there? Yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> can't go farther. It's got, it's just like goes back and forth. Yeah. And it's like the only thing that I just, I'm not sure will come back that we had <laughs> for a minute there. Like, 
in our what probably our 20s was that super low low cut jean like butt crack jeans oh (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean unless we get our gut right during this this 2020 yeah no you know yeah no workout Oh, I know. Time. That's, it's brutal. <laughs> it's, I'm trying. I'm hanging on by a thread. Me too. It's so hard. Yeah. So where where are you finding your manufacturing? Like, I know this is actually a big deal because a lot of things have happened this year. And, you know, I know f- through friends, like, that you have to get molds and all these different kind of things for the SKUs. So kind of take yeah. us through that process. So we um, manufacture in Italy. We have a wonderful uh, housing factory over there and some great contacts that are just amazing. And they're all family-owned and operated factories, so we keep it real small. Um, Question. Yeah. Uh, when I used to manufacture swim, I used to have to do a lot of research in finding the perfect manufacturing. How did you find your contact? Because that's kind of a big deal. So we uh, it, we have like a, gr- a guru, I guess you could say, that was... Um, who opened the door for us into this whole eyewear world. Cause you know, my, my sister and I had zero experience in eyewear, like nothing. Yeah. And we just kind of jumped into it. Like we just like jumped off the cliff and started like figuring it out, like building a parachute. Like, <laughs> and it was, uh, so he introduced us to some people Got and it. that was how we ended up at certain factories. Um, and yeah, so we just, we learned as we went, we would just like sketch, rough sketch our designs. And mm-hmm. then um, from there, they we our product developer would turn them into like legit CADs. You know, because with sunglasses, it's so tricky. Like the measurements, like everything has to be so precise because oh, the fit yeah. uh, is so important. How does that um, even work? I mean, how, you know, everyone's face is different. So how do you like actually pick like, okay, I want this to fit this way. So we, yeah. I mean, if you're doing metal sunglasses, it's easier because you have nose pads that you can adjust. They're adjustable. But um, we also do uh, our acetate. We do really good quality Italian acetate. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't know is it's actually meant to be formed like to your face. Like Mm -hmm. as opposed to plastic sunglasses, they, they just are what they are good quality acetate you can form like you can adjust so that it fits a certain way and you know because it's you know people have different size noses their heads are wider whatever you, yeah. so you can actually or i mean people have crooked noses so sunglasses sit crooked so you can make adjustments like that and then as far as like our actual sizing we just do we run the middle of uh and more like of you know for our you, for instance, if we were to be marketing more to Asian mm-hmm. countries, mm-hmm. then we'd have to have a completely different fit oh. because just their noses are different. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to come off as like no. racist, but uh, no. it's just the matter of, of the fact, you know. That's interesting. Thing. So I, we uh, we definitely have to pay attention to that and how the fit is, like the bridge of the nose and whatnot. So what yeah. what are your what areas are are you are you mostly focused internationally or focused more domestic? You know, we are focused more domestic, but we get a lot of traction um, probably in the UK, Germany, like oh. just just really all over the place. Um, we definitely get, I would say, 20% international as far as like yeah. our customers. So we have a lot of uh, people in Canada ordering and a, quite a few in Australia. 
Yeah, we we're kind of all over the place, but we obviously put the most um, most of our marketing efforts are domestic. We're baby steps to international. We're not doing a huge push there. And what you know, your styles uh, obviously. If anyone out there knows about having a product, each style, you know, there's a certain minimums for manufacturing. Yeah. So we, and back to, you mentioned tooling. So yeah, we, all of our sunglasses are hundred percent custom. So like we don't, we, we don't do open molds. So we do tooling for each pair according to our design. And then we, um, like for each style, it's just, uh, we're really lucky. Like we can do some pretty small MOQs because we're at smaller factories. So it's nice to have that fluidity. We can just mm-hmm. kind of see do, what works. Yeah, yeah. And have more fun and um, do a lot of different colorways and swap out the lenses. And, and a and, lot of people don't get that opportunity. No, no, no. We're, and it's also uh, working in, in Italy there. It's, it's smaller MOQs than somewhere as opposed to like China, for instance. Yeah. Like you have to have like 10,000 in this one skew. And yeah. for anyone who doesn't know what a skew is, yeah. you want to let them know what a skew is? <laughs> I mean, that's just the the particular style, colorway and whatnot. Yeah. So the same frame could have like five skews, mm-hmm. which is pretty standard for us. We'll do each frame in five, four to five colorways. Yeah. And it's always good to, I, I mean, that's so great to have that kind of opportunity to kind of plug and play and see what works the best. Cause then you can yeah. take a skew out and be like, that one's not even selling. Yeah. We don't need that one. And we didn't spend all this money on inventory for yeah. this one skew. It can get a little tricky as far as, you know, we have to pay for tooling regardless and prototypes. And, um, like if you want to start from ground up, it starts from the design to the CAD mm-hmm. and then we go to a prototype and then we go to color samples and then we go to actual production runs. Wow. So yeah. depending on all that can actually, you know, create a huge uh, cost. So you want to make it worth it, even if you're getting a lower MOQ. And what's um what's the time frame on just going through that process? Almost a year. Wow. Yeah. And for so, all of these SKUs, right? It wasn't yeah, just so like one. Every style yeah. we do, I would say it's like nine to 12 months from wow start to fruition wow so i mean with that kind of um time frame that really can't be a fast fashion mentality right because oh no unless you're like a ninja with up and coming (laughs) trends it's like (laughs) which some people are very impressed yes yeah yeah no definitely there's you can hit trends with sunglasses i mean there's obviously been huge trends with the the small tiny round and and whatnot yeah and people get a jump on that for sure. Like there's trend for- forecasting in the, in the eyewear world. It's it's impressive because I, I learned that in school and I was like, wow, just like the algorithm of it. It's really genius. Yeah. Like to know what's coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, people call it. It's crazy. Yeah. So what are your what are your, I guess, do's and don'ts of manufacturing? If anyone's trying to get into it into manufacturing because I know that that process is very scary yeah it's no. it's frightening it definitely is like yeah it's um and I can only attest to our situation like it's a huge investment especially with quality eyewear because you're you're just putting so much money up front you know mm-hmm. and we're self-funded so it's always been 
you know, step lightly because once you get that inventory, you want to make sure it sells yeah. or you're, you're stuck with it. So um, we, you know, manufacturing is, I don't go back to your question. Oh, I, I just, <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm the same way. I'm like, wait, what did I ask? Like, wait, I'm like, I always go off on these tangents. I'm like, where, where was I going? So what would be, what would be a couple do's for manufacturing? If you're like a new brand and you were going into trying to figure out manufacturing, yeah. what would be the best thing for someone to go do? Like to skip kind of a lot of. Yeah. A lot of the missteps, <laughs> yeah. which is inevitable, really. Yeah. Um, you just need to find the right contact. And it's it's can be difficult because it's usually overseas. Yeah. And so what we do, a big do, and it's get over there. Like, we visit our factories. Like, you have to like, be present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want it done right, like you have to have someone on the ground. You have to have boots on the ground. Oh, it's hand-holding for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, or else you get a product and it's like too late to turn back and you're like, this is this is not right. Like mm-hmm. there's, and there's always flaws here or there and you, you got to roll with the punches and compromise. But I would say the do is find a, a good factory, like quality, like trustworthy factory that you know will deliver and then get yourself yeah. over there for FaceTime. For sure. I, I agree with you. I think that those are the things that were the thankfulness in my past experience with manufacturing is there was one in Orange County where I could just go to all the time and just be there and watch the process. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had another one where it was in China and it's like, it's two weeks to get the product. You don't like it. Send it two weeks back. It was just a nightmare. Yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. To make any little adjustment, it Mm -hmm. just delays it so much. Yeah. That's a... Uh, something we've had to because we're always like we're very particular about details my sister and I are just like finessing every detail and so that inevitably leads to delays Mm -hmm. so you're just like oh my god this project turned into a year and a half yeah like when we first we first came up with this concept we were so excited about the idea now we've been looking at it for a year and a half and we're like over it <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh can you imagine like, being a singer though like oh yeah just a man singing get this sing. out i can't imagine actually I yeah, yeah. I, like, <laughs> I think that's why i use that reference yes. i'm like can you definitely um so during this time you know how are you increasing your efforts to keep existing customers I mean, since everyone, everyone's been holding their purses. Yes. It feels like. So we are very lucky. We have the most wonderful, loyal customer base. Like I would say, you know, the percentage of repeat customers is amazing. And I think it's, it's about like getting our product in hand and, and like, oh, this is actually different than what else I'm buying out there. And, um, also just like connecting with us and just realizing that like these are like two chicks just like doing their thing and I think it's um inspiring to other women that are starting their own companies and so they want to support yeah um so we've been very very lucky to have an extremely supportive community and I'm just incredibly grateful for that and we have been just pushing throughout this um I know it's been hard times for a lot of mm-hmm. businesses. Luckily, we're in e-commerce and we have a strong footing there. So we've been able to persevere 
And when other big brands got scared and pulled back their digital marketing budgets, we actually invested more in that area. So I think that was a huge catapult to keeping us Mm -hmm. our head above the water. Um, So we've been just, you know, just pushing along. Obviously, we can't do events. It's hard to do. Like, we love doing, like, pop-ups. Like, with sunglasses, it's... Yeah, you have to be there. You have to... The customer experience. They want to know why they're paying this much for this product. And a lot of that is hands-on and trying it on and getting excited about the brand story. And Mm -hmm. um, it's harder to portray that online. Like, as much as you, like just flood social media it's like or your website has your story or whatever it's just not the same like reading about something is just not the same as like being in person and just putting off that vibe so obviously trade shows pop-ups you know they're not happening right now so we've been just focused on honing our you know our content and making sure that it, it is everything we want it to be and you know, gifting to uh, people that we love and support and just keeping a, the community tight and yeah. keeping the engagement there and the just getting traction wherever we can. What what platforms have you been really trying to focus on during this time? Like, where are you putting your marketing budgets? Because everyone's, everyone's is different. Yeah. So we, you know, obviously we put a lot of money and effort into Instagram it's um, a tricky situation right now with the algorithm and what it, it the game it plays with us brands. And <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> to please please uh, tra- translate that. <laughs> so you know we, uh, unless you're you're paying to play, you're not playing. Yeah. So basically, and it's gotten especially tricky as more of the big brands have realized that they can't rely on brick and mortar. They're moving into e-commerce and they're putting more money into ads. Mm -hmm. So for, you're not getting as much bang for your buck because you're competing with other dollars from bigger brands that have bigger budgets. And so, um, you just don't get as many eyeballs on your ads per se as, as you would have a year or two ago. And, um, and this is, you know, my perception so well, we can I, dive. I I agree with you. I mean, it's happening with all the brands that I see too. They're they're having to figure out different ways to communicate with yeah. their customer. Yeah, because you don't, you know, your your photos don't get put up there. You don't get the same yeah. engagement. Like I've, and um, you just have to like get really innovative about you know keeping people on your feed and Mm -hmm. giving them a reason to come back. Yeah. So we do things like, you know, specialty drops. Um, We don't do one big drop. We space it out so that we're dropping new releases every couple weeks, uh, which I think is just goes in line with the whole content beast. Like people just want more and more and they want it, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You got to keep people on their toes. So Mm -hmm. I think that old model of like seasonal big releases is dying because uh, people want new all the time. So we do a lot of limited edition pieces. So it's like get it. And that's another that goes back to manufacturing. Mm -hmm. We're able to do that because we're at smaller factories that will, you know, work with us on that and really have a have a 
we have a different perspective than I'm sure other brands they've worked with. And so we ask a lot and they're because they're like smaller factories that they're willing to work with us on that. And so we can do really small runs with limited edition accents or just limited edition lenses and just our own custom acetates and and stuff like that to keep it going what for the limited edition aspect have you noticed that a lot of people jump on that quicker than normal like how's the customer reaction to that I mean they love it like when we we do like studs and stuff and that it just sells out immediately like yeah um it's just like a little added flair and you know I think it's it's fun to know that you have something that you can't get anymore and totally it's like oh my gosh I have to have it yeah 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 so it definitely ups the ante and Mm -hmm. keeps things moving and exciting well maybe that's also something maybe um new business owners can do is like really create that like demand and not supply it to everyone yeah yeah I mean that's what the street world where world is all about you know like that's how you get the hype and that's how you get the demand is just it's not available to everyone Mm -hmm. get it while you can yeah so and people have been doing that forever it's just you know it's about molding it to your brand your specific brand like what can you do that's that's special because there's so many brands out there so you have to find your your own way to stand apart and for sure and make sure that you're like breaking through the noise always you all I, I feel like that's such an important thing as a brand right now is figuring out ways to make yourself noisy yeah and and set yourself apart from other other businesses yeah and especially you know eyewear it can be looked at as a very saturated um industry right mm-hmm. so how 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 do you deal with that how like going into a market that you know that there's actually uh hold on Zoe, come here. Stop. You are so noisy today. <laughs> she just wants love. She's, She's getting Aww. too comfortable here. So, so how how do you do that? How do you go into an industry like eyewear and kind of just like not feel defeated already? Because there's been so many brands that have just stand the test of time. And, you yeah. know, it's not that easy to reinvent the eyewear, right? So. Oh, not at all. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always so much you can do. I mean, yeah. sunglasses got to fit your face. They get like you can only get so crazy and innovative because you also want them to be comfortable mm-hmm. and to actually serve a purpose. Um, so we I mean, we find that one of the things I think that really makes us stand apart is that we're just female founders in a world that's just a boys club yeah. there's very few brands that oh, are that's true very i mean i only know of a handful of brands that are really have a female presence mm-hmm. in the eyewear world and i think that that um is ironic honestly because I, females are wearing all the coolest sunglasses like even this. shoes though it's yeah. mostly men oh yeah i bet mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I don't know that much about the shoe realm, but I would assume yeah. it's all men. So it's just like it's so interesting that, and I think we've been lucky that there's we're right at the cusp of this like movement as mm-hmm. far as women empowerment and uh, female entrepreneurship and just getting on that wave um, has just came naturally. So I think that's been helpful, and also just small business. There's been a, a trend towards small business and supporting. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's been definitely like 
we're right in the in the middle of a lot of like the I would say retail trends. Yeah. And what what is I, I guess what is your to tell the audience, what is your overall since you've, you know, been in the industry for a while, what is your do's and don'ts of like if you're gonna come into eyewear and you wanna start your own business, what information do you have to them to say like do would, not do this <laughs> i would just say don't period <laughs> just don't at all uh no it's it's not true i actually have a very uh positive disposition naturally so i'm very lucky i think anyone can do anything they set their mind to as cheesy as that sounds cliche but i truly believe that you know you just have to have the drive and anything you step foot into, it's just about your mental capacity to persevere. Because mm-hmm. no, starting any business is no easy feat. It doesn't matter what realm you're in, yeah. or what uh, avenue you take. So, um, as but as far as I were specifically, um, I would say that you you just have to start small. Like don't don't try to branch off because it's going to be a big investment so don't be insecure about starting with just a couple skews like Mm -hmm. it's fine you don't have to pretend like you're bigger than you are yeah because those brands starting off with like 50 skews have funding yeah and don't be insecure about just be a quaint little brand like get your feet off the ground and put your face out there and be like this is me and this is why I'm passionate about it and you know, there's no fronting. It's like, I think people love that. They, they, they want to connect. Mm -hmm. They want to support small business. And with this ever growing, like, you know, expansion of like, everything's in your face and it's, you know, you're on screen time all the time. Like we're getting overstimulated. Like there's so much going on. People want to take it down and get grounded. And I feel like the best thing you can do is just to like my do would be like first of all just start with a step yeah it takes just one step and if you don't take that step you'll never know yeah and so if it, if it's starting a brand just lock down that name that website there you go it's that's the beginning of everything yeah before you even have a physical product yeah you must really hone your demographic your brand story like that's more important than mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. the product will follow yeah. your story and your your actual like ethics like what is engraved in what you're doing is the m- most important by far oh my gosh I, you couldn't have said it better i agree mm-hmm. with you it doesn't just, matter about the product it matters about what you stand for yeah for and, sure yeah what are you trying to say like mm-hmm. do you what is your story and then and then the product will fall into place and you'll yeah. find the right contacts and it'll it'll happen seamlessly because I, I I don't say I mean I don't say that lightly we stumbled for sure like mm-hmm. with like oh like just a, a battle between like where how edgy we wanted to be and like yeah. what you know we're pulling from a lot of different things because you know I feel like I have I'm all over the place myself like I'm have so many dualities and so many different things I like and different vibes and but you have to be consistent yeah so you just really have to be focused and consistent and what's the one thing that like was so detrimental that you remember through this whole process that you're like oh I could have lived without that that thing I just did oh 
So many. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's um, there's moments even in my business where I'm like, I'm just gonna curl up and die over here. Yeah, that's just like <laughs> not wake up. Totally. There's so many mistakes. It's like, I mean, they're beautiful mistakes because you learn from them. Yeah. It's like there's no other way. Like I think that's what's so cool about having your own brand is you just have your hand in everything and yeah. you're just like, but it makes it more painful. Like when there is a mistake, you're like, oh, this was. This was me. Like, there's no one to blame. This this was <laughs> yeah. me. Um, yeah. And so I I definitely feel that. And we um, we had some manufacturing bumps where like we got inventory and like the fit wasn't right, but it was like we had approved the sample. Like we should have mm. like we there was no one to like blame. Same. Like yeah. it was just it You're was like, us. There should have been twelve stamps. Yeah. Like we should have revised. Oh. Um. And then we had we had a lot of like, if we want to get down and dirty, like we had some missteps with like shipping and tariffs and customs, like that gets a little brutal. Um, just factoring in those costs. I mean, if someone's gonna start a brand, that's another thing to pay attention to. If you're sourcing out of your country, for instance, you know we're in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and we're sourcing and manufacturing in Italy. And um, you have to add those costs in because they are hefty right now. Wow. Shipping and whatnot. And yeah. It's really a, a definitely a um, game changer as far as, like, getting your product. But, you know, you make it work. Um, really a scary question. I mean, I if... Like scary. Well, I mean, I guess scary for... I, I don't want to scare the audience, but what do you think, what amount of money do you think for a eyewear brand do they, would they have to start with? Just because, I mean, I see all these costs are in my mind, they're all adding up. So, so, okay. I mean, this is, <laughs> let me peel this back because there's a lot here. Cause it also depends on what type of brand are you starting? Like, are you starting an eyewear brand that's just going to do open molds that you can get in China? Because yeah. that's a whole different ball game. I guess a ballpark maybe just a little ball. Just so they have something like, okay, yeah. if I go after this, I might need to do a crowdfunding. I might need to get an, an investor. I might need to save my last paycheck. I like mean, enough to save a lot of paychecks. <laughs> I would say uh, upwards to a million for startup eyewear. Oh. Wow. And but back to like if you're doing open molds from China mm-hmm. and you're not paying for tooling and you're just picking out designs yeah. that are existing designs and starting a brand off of that. I mean, you could do that for a couple hundred thousand. And but it's just a different business model, a mm-hmm. d- different story and um the no judgment there is just not our story. Yeah, you know? it's different and, for everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's those can be wildly successful brands. Um, I think in that business model, what you're paying more attention to is marketing. Like those are where your dollars are going, not mm-hmm. to the product. Yeah. So um, what you're doing is propping up the brand, um, and the product is kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. That's just my perspective of it. No, I, I agree with you. I think there is two options. Like you can either go really cheap with the product and just really throw it out there and be like, yeah. okay, I want it on everyone and Saturated, it's going to yeah. be gone soon anyways. Yeah. Or you can keep like a really longevity of like, I will always remember these and this will be always the brand that I always go to. Yeah. Like and you, for my long term. And you create that loyalty too. Yeah. And, the, mm-hmm. and you know, 
obviously, you know, influencer gifting is like so important and celebrity gifting and whatnot. So there's also a different situation there. Like when you have a more expensive product with the cost is the baseline cost is much more expensive. It's harder. Like, you know, you say you have a t-shirt brand or a cheap jewelry line and you're like, let me just throw 20 pieces at this celebrity or influencer and hope that something sticks that they like something yeah well for us it's like a lot trickier because each pair costs so much more to create so it's not like you know that's a it's a heftier investment so i think that that's definitely where a lot of the budget comes in like when i price it out and it's again like so (laughs) hard because you know you could start a, a brand with you know a couple thousand you could start a brand with a couple million mm-hmm. it's really about the different business models and what you do to craft yeah a story that sticks yeah so um wow so interesting <laughs> no it really all, and all it, over the place <laughs> no it's really interesting i mean these these are things that people want to know yeah and i mean i only present both options because we've always um dabbled like we've always been like what if we had just like gone that easier route and just Mm -hmm. hadn't dealt with tooling and the logistics of fit and whatnot and and you know it would have been easier to get off the ground and we would have had more budget to spend on marketing which is obviously valuable um and we always just go back to but what if we've been happy? Yeah. Like, what have yeah. we been passionate about? Would it? you stand for for yeah, that like, at the end of the day? And and it always goes back to no. Like, I wouldn't have been excited. I would have been proud to be like like showing someone my yeah. my sunglasses that I designed and mm-hmm. you know picked out from start to finish. Every piece of it is just so different and fulfilling. So um. And, and that just goes attest to the creative side of me. Like that's yeah. always been something that's important to me to like utilizing that, that creativity. Well, I want to take a moment right now to actually show the audience your, your, your eyewear because oh. they are so beautiful. Oh. Um, Val's going to show us this sexy eyewear she's got. Okay. And, and the case, I love the case too. Thank you. We mm. wanted to do a little clutch. This is actually it. just like a secondary uh, case we have. And it's just fun because if you want to put your phone in there and your credit cards in the little zip pouch, it can Amazing. be like your little going out clutch. But I love how it, it it honestly, it it stands for like a wallet too. Yeah. Oh, you for know? sure. That's why the zip thing is there for like your cash, whatever. But I, I, I think a lot of brands don't do that. Like they, they do, they make something that's just disposable. It's like, okay, I don't need that. I have my case that I already like yeah. at home. Yeah. Like we want it to be versatile as I feel like Yeah. when you're, you know, paying for something nice, like people will actually keep it and yeah. use it, you know. And it's marketing. Yeah. I mean, your name's on the front. People are going to ask totally. what this is. Yeah. Well, show us. Some- we might get into a purse brand. <laughs> you should. That's the next thing. Everything. <laughs> We're going everywhere. Um, okay. So you asked for Sunnies. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorites. So I brought it. It's called Grace. It's, it's one of my like favorites. Slender cat eye or, or like a club master, but a teeny bit of a cat eye feel because like the way it goes out. Mm-hmm. Um and we were just all about like choosing the right colors so like this monochromatic red yeah it's the translucent red acetate and then like with the red lens and it's just really a fun wear like just elevates like you know like if you're just 
feeling like your outfit needs a little something extra and you can feel the quality and and by the way guys you know we're gonna have this on our our video youtube to check out but you can also check out saintowen.com but yes. these are amazing you have to mm -hmm. check them out and i actually oh you're the best uh was wearing some uh before this episode and they fit so well and i have this issue with my nose like yeah everything falls off of my nose and i usually don't like wearing eyewear so it was really nice to try these on yeah so you don't fit you they want fit to so definitely well. have nose pads so you know yeah. you obviously we can get you can get sunglasses that are just acetate and um these have this one has they're ceramic nose pads so mm -hmm. they're hypoallergenic and they also um, are just really comfortable, smooth, oh. and they don't feel like cold to the touch when you put them on. So, um, and they're adjustable. So, like whatever your nose slope may be, they're easily adjustable. So the fit, like Wait, that's these the, are different because usually yeah, they're, they're like jelly. Yeah. Like, so you're talking about silicone nose pads. Yeah. So these are uh, ceramic nose pads. So they're because um, the reason I said they're hypoallergenic is because some people can actually be allergic to the silicone. So. They and they're just smooth. They don't feel cold to touch, like when you put them on your skin. And so they're just wow. super comfortable. That's and amazing. Yeah, so we wanted a couple styles. We wanted to show also um, a few of your campaign photos. I've been, I've been oh. lurking on your page. Oh. They're so it. The content's so pretty. Oh, thank you. And I also actually, um, I know Allie. I saw Allie shot with you guys. You know Allie? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that rock girl. star. And I had just rock star. met her on set, like for the shoot, and she was amazing. She was such oh. a trooper. She's like got such a beautiful soul and she was like just n and I hate to stereotype but just not your typical model. Yeah. She was very gung-ho, ready yeah. to get down and dirty, do did anything. Not, did yeah. not complain for one second. Was just like above and beyond. I was just like yeah, I can you adore all be you. like that. Yeah, like can <laughs> I just use you for every shoot for the rest of my life? Was, she's spectacular. So No, she's great. Um, we used her for a shoot as well, and yeah, she's just that's the best kind of ambassador. Yeah, is someone who just when it just clicks is, like that. Yeah, and like her look is cause. just so like fierce, and like she's got that like a grittiness to her, like that's mm -hmm. beautiful, like grittiness. Just yeah, she's oh, yeah. like our muse. She was perfect for you guys. When I saw her, I was like, oh, I mean, it couldn't yeah. have been a better match yeah. for you guys. Oh, I agree for branding. Yeah. Yeah, and we have more stuff coming out with her. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm excited. So we have our last um, our last thing we do with all of our guests, and I'm really excited about all the information we've learned today. I mean, if you didn't have your pen and paper out, I I don't know if you should do an eyewear brand, but uh, <laughs> we have well, our... I hope it can apply to other <laughs> other genres as well. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I think a lot of those things are definitely with shoes, with um, bags, like you said, clothing, everything. Yeah. So it, it definitely goes across the board. Um, lightning round questions, dawn or dusk? Dusk. Dusk? Mm. <laughs> You and Matt seem like a dusky. I just love dusk. <laughs> I love a sunset. Like if, you, if if my personal Instagram feed was like realistic, it would just be all sunsets. <laughs> I mean, it already is a lot. It's just like, oh, here's Val posting another sunset. Like what's happening? Well, but you know what? There's something like beautiful about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like, mean, not to get too artsy, but I just like, it's like the closure. It's like it melts away the stress and mm -hmm. just makes you like have a moment 
to just step back and be like, oh, everything I did today, like everything I worried about really doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just like, I and you see that. the sun that's just like melting away and you're like, oh, that like everything we are can ever be is because that sun exists. Wow. Oh, Ooh, deep. Deep, <laughs> yeah. Poem. Um, what's your favorite music genre? See, I really don't have, it's funny that we haven't, touch base on our roots or you know because we go way back yeah um and obviously we went to a lot of like hardcore concerts growing up and just was in that metalcore world um which I still listen to a lot of punk and and whatnot but I don't have a favorite genre it's just like a favorite artist like every across every genre I have Mm -hmm. my favorite artists and whether it's like super old school classic rock like the Eagles Billy Joel Elton John um, I always dabble in that and then some newer stuff like um, I've been listening to like Highly Suspect and Two Feet and Bring Me the Horizon and oh. just weird stuff and I don't know I mean I'll break into anything as long as it's like good music yeah and, and your mood right yeah I guess it, it goes by your mood oh for sure 100% mood like where where do I want to go with the day you know I think it's even harder now to really decide that question because we have so much music thrown at us now oh yeah it's not like we had five yeah artists it's like we have In- millions infinite, infinite yeah to and you know it's I mean, I think it makes me go back to some of the older stuff more and more, honestly, because it's just like such quality. It's like I've been listening to Rod Stewart a lot. And it's just like, <laughs> I know there, there's like, like some good old school stuff. Yeah. Like, when I hear it in a movie, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I know, it like, just takes you back this and record. Get, gets you all nostalgic and <laughs> warm and fuzzy. <laughs> do, you, do you believe in fate? Uh, yes. I 100% do. Um I also believe you make your own fate, uh, but I do believe that things happen for a reason. Mm, I, I believe so too. Depends on how deep you want to go, but that <laughs> might be its own podcast. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll talk to you after this. Yeah, that's but... gonna be a spiritual journey. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to live forever? Oh hell no! <laughs> Fuck no! I have no. I'm a very lucky I don't really fear death Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's the end and I don't I also just think you know this is one segment of energy and of us moving through Mm -hmm. you know a journey so if I were to live forever I would be worried that I just like didn't accomplish what I needed to accomplish in this life yeah I love that so I think yeah if you always know then you kind of lag you kind of lag on everything yeah it's like okay well I have all the time in the world. <laughs> yeah. Why that rush? Sounds, that sounds scary, too, just to know that. Yeah. Um, have you watched some of those Black Mirror episodes? I can't. Oh. It's too realistic for me. There is a crazy one. I can't okay, watch it. we won't go into you that. You can tell me after, but I can't watch that stuff. Yeah, because it'll really make you think about whether you want to... Because we might get to the point where we can, if we choose, our consciousness mm-hmm. can live forever. Not might. We probably will at one point. And I just... I just don't even want to choose. No. Like, I don't want to have that option. No. And and that goes with a great following question. How often is a healthy cry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every day. Hopefully you're crying <laughs> tears of joy every day. Oh, I love that. Um, I think that, 
you know, society makes you bundle up your emotions so much. It's like, oh, get your strong face on. Yeah. And um, I think that it's great to open up and be emotional. And I, I work every day to, like, break down those walls. Like, yeah. I'm constantly meditating and keeping my, I just, I guess, an open mind. Like, just doing everything I can to peel back the layers and stay emotional. Because yeah. that's where creativity thrives. So I would say I cry every day if you can. I love it. I I, I try <laughs> try to do twice a day, <laughs> one in the morning, you know, one night. Um, People and are the, crying a lot more these days. Yeah, this for year for is. Worse. If you're not crying this year, yeah. watch your secrets. Yes, <laughs> tell us. Do tell. And the last one is: What's one thing you do that your husband thinks is super annoying? surely my indecisiveness like I I ask him a question and he gives me an answer and then I'm like but (laughs) and then I'm like play devil's advocate I was like I tell him like all the things why we shouldn't do it and he he says okay let's not do it and then I say but (laughs) this is why we should do it he's like why did you ask me (laughs) he's like don't pull me into your indecisiveness and I'm like I just I mean, well, you guys are doing something right. You guys have been together forever, which is yes. amazing. I think, what is like a like a quarter of a century? <laughs> and you guys still, like, I mean, I, I was, you know, sneaking on your, your Instagram the other day, and you guys look like still when I met you, just like super in love and just still going. I mean, we're incredibly lucky. We're, I would say our relationship is better than ever, deeper, wow. than, deeper than ever, because, you know, we go through our battles, our ups and downs, and like when you repair, I feel like mm-hmm. the bond is stronger. Yeah. So it's not like it's been perfect throughout. Um, it's just we've made a commitment, and we just have this insane devotion and loyalty, and I think that's what makes it work. And um, but don't pay attention to Instagram because I can't believe <laughs> anything you see on there. We might true, be like true. on the edge of divorce and we look lovey-dovey. Like that shit's bullshit. I don't know. Well, you're doing a great job <laughs> um, being the hottest mom on Instagram. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> oh, no. you're Got a couple more good years maybe. Girl, you are doing just fine. I'm telling you from afar oh. and right now you are you're doing so, so. just fine. I think fine. the same thing about you. I couldn't oh. even believe it. I was like, who is this smoking hush? Oh, sh- girl I was like oh my god like she is like smoking I was like oh my god I know her it's Lizzie like what the fuck like uh, literally like your content it was like and then you have the brain power to match it I was like this is a force to reckon with watch out for lens wow wow I'm serious thank you well I have I I have so much love for you and and we want to definitely have our audience know where we can find the brand and to plug all, all your your following your social media platforms. Oh, yes. yes. So I mean, I think the only one relevant really is Instagram. So at Saint dot Owen, S A I N T dot O W E N, and then SaintOwen.com. Amazing. And I was just so excited to catch up with you today. It was amazing during all this time and. You know, you have inspired me today and you've also haven't changed in a good way. Like you are just still this great, beautiful person and Aww. so transparent and just a bad bitch. And I I really, really enjoyed this this um, this talk today. Aww, it was great. It's been an absolute pleasure. Like Aww. I can't. It's just so easy to talk to. It's like Aww. it's like 
the years didn't even pass. Yeah, it's that's so, how it's like that's how immediately. I feel. Yeah, like if only like the beginning of our conversation had been filmed, it was just like <laughs> pop, 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 pop. We talked for like an hour before this, guys. So yes, it was um, special. But yeah, yeah no, you, I have so much respect for you, and thank, thank, thank you. you, thank you so much for having me on. It was really truly a treat. Oh, thank you, Val. Thank you guys for checking out our latest episode. I hope you were able to grab a bunch of takeaways and be on your way to be a successful digital entrepreneur. Remember, any successful entrepreneur has gained success through knowledge. So please like, comment, subscribe so you are the first to see and hear these episodes. Thanks, guys.